Hi, I'm Mr. White. Hello, I'm Miss Freelon. And welcome to the Young Voices for Unity podcast. Where we promote unity, truth, and empowerment. Sponsored by Emoja Club, we want our students' voices to be heard. We hope these conversations empower you. To speak up. That's mm-hmm. like what it is. And it's the fact of like, like, we know that that's going on. But if you're going to, if you're willing to bring that up, you should also be willing to accept the fact that this is a systemic issue. Yes. I wonder mm-hmm. why there is so many black on black crimes. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is, it's because of what you put, like, what type of um, environment you created for us. Mm-hmm. Like it's not yeah. Even, With even red white. the fact of like gang violence. Like of course there's gang violence, but did you even know that gangs weren't even? They didn't even start as bad as you think. You know what I mean? They were they were to help the community, protect the neighborhood. Yeah. Yes. And right. people don't. Yeah. Know they gave. They were they were created. They gave people like right. Go ahead. A sense of family. They gave right. people like protection, a sense of family, exactly. a way of income. Exactly. And then they paint this big old picture that, oh, they're horrible, GDB. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And then you got all these white boys in the suburbs gangbanging, not even knowing anything about the history. Right. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, talk about gentrification, how that. Yes, redlining. Yes. Come how that on. Gangs <laughs> right. into, it turned gangs to be violent right, because exactly. they displaced them from their homes right. in the 50s and the 60s and mm-hmm. put them into other neighborhoods um where they basically didn't know anybody um mm-hmm. they you know took them out of their low income uh high rises and mm-hmm. basically they had to go into other neighborhoods they broke up the gangs um and and arrested all the leaders and locked them up. So it was like almost like they just like intentionally started a war zone. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, they did that. And then like, and then on the flip side, you have redlining where you get separated and you're in these horrible neighborhoods and you can't get out of the neighborhood because who's going to sell you a house in the rich Mm -hmm. white neighborhood? Of course. Mm-hmm. No, nobody's gonna do that. So you're just stuck in this predicament, and you just can't get out. And that's why it led to oh, black on black crime because well, mm-hmm. crime's everywhere. And if you're just secure in this poor neighborhood, you get it how you live it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just bringing that issue back, like that, that just shows like the people willing to to just bring up that argument have to be willing to understand the background but it also just stems from them not caring enough people just like to talk and just they get one information they look they look up black on black crimes uh get the first website that answers their or that goes with their opinion and that's it that's their only evidence Mm -hmm. to back anything up they're not willing to go against what they believe in they're not willing to have a conversation they pull up the one thing that they find on you know just typing in two words facebook (laughs) that's facebook right you just come on like it's so easy for people to just <laughs> right. to just spit out their own opinion and and not be willing to you know get rebuttal by it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I was saying I think part of the problem is when people hear Black Lives Matter, they think we mean that Black lives are most important. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. they see it as we're trying to be superior above everyone else. But yeah. I, that's not what Black Lives Matter is all about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do you guys think? Do you think that some are not mm-hmm. hearing it for what we're for what it really means? Hundred uh, percent. Um, I think that that even like talking about blue lives matter, all lives matter. Like it's just. But a lot of people who say that too just they don't experience it, mm-hmm. so they don't they don't even know they don't know how to begin to you know if if somebody were to say like come up with Latinos lives matter you know what I mean and and you're not a Latino you don't understand what it's like to deal with that issue you you immediately get confronted yeah. and don't know how to handle that because you're just like yeah how like what about us you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that's exactly how people feel if you're not black and you're not experiencing the things that we experience you get confronted and you're like wait what about me because everybody's always about me 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 Mm -hmm. that's all they care about (laughs) so it's just in other words it's just ignorance and let me just make this disclaimer when we've mentioned ignorance we don't mean ignorance as in like um um stupidity or anything like that right. it's just mean you have mm-hmm. the lack of knowledge in that subject or area um right. yes yeah. so, it's crazy mm-hmm. how ignorance is such a negative thing when it's really just lack of knowledge. Yeah. lack of knowledge right, right. Yeah. speaking of <laughs> right right <laughs> some people just don't like that word because it's negative or they think it as negative because it's really not negative. Mm-hmm. Like we all lack knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's right. no one can know everything. It's not even a negative word. They just take it as a negative word. Yeah. And that's just showing how they're being ignorant about saying that they're not ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling the, the, <laughs> the feeling of being called ignorant doesn't feel good, but at times you really have to sit back and assess like, am I being ignorant in this in this um in this area that someone's confronting me on, you know, you can't just like come back with a rebuttal and you have not assessed yourself of of what um, the situation is, what the topic is. Um, For example, like if you, you have Latin and Hispanic people who are in this country who may be undocumented and, you know, they're bringing up an issue about not being undocumented, being undocumented, um, if you are a citizen of the United States, like you have to really become a student of that person and listen because you've never known what it's like to live in a country that you don't even have a number tied to your name. You don't have right. a social security number <laughs> tied to your name. Right. You they, they can't get jo- a legal job sometimes. Mm-hmm. They can't get a house. They can't apply for apartment. They can't apply for cars or you know, loans. So you you don't even know what that feels like to be in a country that doesn't call you their own, right? Mm-hmm. So to try that's to, crazy because yeah. I'm go ahead. I'm literally writing a poem about immigration right mm-hmm. now. Oh wow! And it's like it's like how can we call this place the home of babe when like mm-hmm. the leaders in this we have no problem keeping kids in a cage. Right. right. Yeah. Perfect. That's so well said. Mm-hmm. So well said. Yeah. So, question: How? Um, what is a way that um, 
what is what advice would you give to people people who are not not color or black or um, a minority? What would, advice would you give to them um, going forward, whether it be on social media, whether it be in school, whether it be out the outside world when dealing with racial issues and how to really be an ally for those people? Um, I would say if you really want to be an ally, me personally, educate yourself. Education is probably right. the most important thing about this movement and the times we are like facing today like if if like all my friends that aren't you know people of color educate themselves I have mad respect because they didn't have to do that so I guess educating themselves and letting their black friends or people of color friends know that they are here for them and even though they never been through it they understand Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that um, I totally agree with education. Education is the first first step. Um, I also say be aware. Just be aware in general. Um, most people are aware, but be aware and stay aware. Don't run away from it. Um, I think that everybody who is who is not a minority. Um, not or or just maybe just white i guess um it doesn't yeah sorry not a minority or just is a minority but you're not black um i feel like ask questions asking questions is Mm -hmm. such that that is a form of education you you have to ask the questions um simple questions of hey um you prefer being referred to as black or african-american um does it offend you when i say this um how do you like, what are your experiences? Right. Just as simple as that, because I think that, um, I think, like Amari said, like, you don't, you don't have to ask that. And that could really be heartwarming for somebody to ask that type of question. I know when I've been asked type of questions of, like, do you prefer to be called Black or African American or, or any type of um, education piece to BLM, um, I felt so flattered and just, it really warms my heart because that's just one person who was changed and all we need is a couple more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just one person who was willing to ask that question. And I hope that, you know, when you answer it, you could leave them with a little bit more um, yeah. mm-hmm. and just questioning more and being more curious. Right. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it is. In a summary, just, Become a student to what you don't know because, like Amari said, education drives out ignorance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I mean, you, as a person who's a non person of color, you don't have the experience of a black person. So, what other way can you get to know about the experience of a black person by learning it from a black person? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. But, you know, if you don't put in the effort and put your foot forward um, to try to learn that from a black person and not just, you know, articles that you read or what you see on social media or the news stories and headlines. Right. 
then you're yeah really kind of going backwards and sometimes you you most of the time you're getting false information you gotta fact check please fact check mm-hmm. yes fact check fact check is a big thing yes understanding privilege mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that that that's really where it hurt and it like it can hit people at home you know like it, it really hurts to be called by oh you're pri-. like you know what i mean like that that just they, they take that like in a really offensive way and it it's it's i mean mm-hmm. it's not i know i have my own privileges we all have our own privileges right. yes. you know we're i i learned in class like i'm i'm privileged or, i mean i already know i'm privileged from being a mixed person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm privileged for being a lighter skin tone mm-hmm. i'm privileged for being able to walk yeah. um, mm-hmm. able body we're mm-hmm. all privileged for being able bodies mm-hmm. um we're everything we're we're privileged in so many different ways but um i think privilege is it that that is really hard for people to understand um, yeah. And I feel like just um, being able to understand it is can really help too on that journey. Yeah. So I took multicultural studies my junior year, yeah. and we had watched um, "Hello Privilege." It's me, Chelsea. It's on Netflix or not, mm-hmm. Chelsea? Oh yeah, yeah, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. So if you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. Uh, I've watched it a couple times because um, interesting thing, like a journey. She's like trying to find like her privilege and talking to other people. And then you see how the ignorance in other people. So if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. So what would you, what would you say to those that say like, you guys say we're privileged, but you you have the same opportunities that I have. You can get, you can get the same things I can get. Just go get a job. Just go. What would you say to someone who says that? date with somebody I forgot his name but um I wouldn't say it anyway it was my sophomore year U.S. history class and then he just he felt like everybody had a chance like a in um being successful and I tried mm-hmm. to say like not everybody has resources like the people in this where we live have and basically like also, the color of your skin could matter because of how, let's say, oh, literally, there's that thing. I'm pretty sure y'all know about it, where the job applications, where um, they, he did like 50 applications for the name Tyrone and then something like Jack or something. And Jack was called back. More, it was the same, same application, same everything, qualifications, but Jack got called back more. And what you wonder why, like, it there's no way about it, like, it's because of the name. And Tyrone is a predominantly black name, mm-hmm. right? Right, I mean, I think, I think it's such a um, I don't know, like that that really just irritates me every time somebody even like thinks of saying that um yeah. i don't even know how to start with that well i'll, I'll say this <laughs> while you gather your thoughts um so going back to what you even said a, a couple minutes ago mimi about we all have privileges um like recently um this beginning of this year i was doing the c program which is amazing and um, I was in a a group of probably like five to six um, women, 
and the topic came up about privileges and we were talking about the topic of male privileges came up bitches being a male privilege and I had never had that discussion before mm-hmm. never talked about that before so when they talked about you know when the topic came up I was in my head I was I'm a black man I'm oppressed what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm not privileged right <laughs> <laughs> But then, like, I literally right. had to, you know, get myself together and be like, you know what, hear, hear them out, listen to them, because you can be ignorant about a, a, a certain area or sub- subject exactly. because you don't know what it is like in their experience. Yeah. So um, I think one of the things right. that was mentioned, like, you know, um, some women are scared to walk outside at night by their, themselves, ex- even especially if they live in an urban or city-like yes, area. Right. Um, and I just sat back and thought about that. Like, I've never, like, I've lived in the inner city of Chicago on the west side, and I've, n- I-, I didn't even like. <laughs> That wasn't like a thought to me. It wasn't a thought like I, I if I wanted to go down the street to get a, a juice from the store, like I did that. Um, even when I moved to the suburb, <laughs> if I wanted to go to the store or walk down the street, maybe get out the house, get some fresh air, it doesn't matter what time of the day it is, who lived where at night, I went outside. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a woman, so I've never had that feeling or that thought. So that really, like, speaking on privilege, it woke me up like, wow, like, mm-hmm. I do have that type of privilege. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's an area that a lot of people may miss, um, that they don't sit back and learn and hear out the the other individual who is maybe calling out your privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad to be called out by like your privilege but Mm -hmm. it's just like understanding it like that you have it and that it's okay but just you know go out through life like knowing that it's different from other people because of your privilege right Mm -hmm. you know it's not Mm -hmm. how it's not being called out it's it's how you handle Mm -hmm. it that will that will really mess you up um i feel like when somebody's saying that, it just reminds me of, like, thinking about neighborhoods. Um, like, like my dad, he lives in um, the south side of Chicago and Bronzeville. And I feel like just growing up and mm-hmm. seeing that, that area really evolve, especially in the past two years. Like, just, like, growing up, because, I, I mean, just my dad, like, I, I've been there for long periods, extended periods of time. Um, and, you know... Like, having that area not mm-hmm. as well kept up, and then you drive, you know, 15 minutes um, mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. south, yeah. and it's even nicer. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's just that simple. You don't, or north, sorry, I meant to say north. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, people out here, you're not, you're not used to seeing so much trash on the ground. You see it, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a little dirty. Like, like, over there, you know, we're, right. that's. Mm-hmm. it's not as kept up that's that's a simple privilege mm-hmm. you know what i mean you have people who care about your neighborhood um and who don't just like yeah. like try to not help you out you know what i mean after they put up a mar after they put up a mariano's mm-hmm. down the block mm-hmm. like it's it's changed yeah. that mar- like that mariano's mm-hmm. made that neighborhood so yeah. much, you know what i mean like it brought in more money to the area 
and now there's and it's so funny because my dad always says you could always tell a nice neighborhood between um yep. because of uh, um the type of cars and and if there's like, bunnies, <laughs> yeah, like, running, running you know what I mean? Like, I've never seen bunnies in the hood. Bunnies. You see straight cats. Right, right, right. Now they just build up a new um, like um, a a house next door to him, and like white people are moving in, and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. like where where are all these yeah, neighbors gonna go? Where where are my people gonna go? What's you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. it's just right, exactly gentrification. Where where is everything gonna go? Mm-hmm. Like. What is it? Wicker Park. Now, mm-hmm. Wicker Park, that's not really hood. It used to be. You know what I mean? But now, mm-hmm. with all the gentrification, like, things have changed. Preach. Like, when I come back to the city, you know, I'm, I'm a move. What if I move to California and I come back and I show my kids, this mm-hmm. is what I grew up in. You know, this place right. used to be hood. Mm-hmm. Be like, really? This place? It's so nice. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. That's, that's, yeah. that's just adds to a piece of privilege. Like, what when when as soon as white people mm-hmm. come in, you know we gotta yeah. you know, step it up, right? You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. that's that's privilege. It just adds to what it is, and I don't. It's it's hard to explain that to people who don't realize it because it's in the background. It's going on. It's it's almost like I don't know if anybody's seen like the Truman Show, um, which are, um Jim Carrey and like he's the only person nobody he he's he's the actor and nobody he mm-hmm. doesn't realize that everybody mm-hmm. was like moving for him. You know what I mean? They made the world perfect for him. The whole world evolves around him. And they don't realize that there's so many people working on in the background to make this, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to say, perfect yeah. for you. You know? So, yeah. I think that also speaks to um, just privilege and gentrification. Because if you think about it, like, most suburban homes out here, depending on where you at, but most of them have what you call a homo. If they they own their home, homeowners associations, right? Right. When you go to low income and urban areas, they don't have that. Mm-hmm. And homeowner associations, you know, the homeowners pay certain fees for people that um in the neighborhood to keep the lawns clean. Um you know, lawn services, yeah. uh, trash pickup, um, all that other stuff. Um, but when you go to low-income neighborhoods, um, they don't have a homeowners, homeowners association. You can own the home. I have family members that own homes in the hood, and they got to get out, and they got to clean their own lawn. If the mm-hmm. next-door neighbor's mm-hmm. not keeping up their they lawn or it's just an abandoned building, they can't go over there and, you know, clean it up for them or anything like right. that because, you know, that's city property mm-hmm. or something like that. Or you just got to let it be. So, and that's kind of what you were speaking about, Mimi, when you said, like, you go in those neighborhoods and you can go literally one block and see a nice beautiful brand new house but you can go mm-hmm. literally turn the corner yes. and there's an abandoned you know drug house or something like that yeah yeah so yeah right yep yep mm-hmm. right and then it's like in the hood like all i see so i really be on the south side it's really like just gas station a car places and like like family dollar and then it's like, and then you said they had Mariano's and I'm yeah. like, dang, they need to start putting that in like, but then that's the thing, like, 
it's like the government and like yes, I don't know how much money we have because you know the government or whatever. But if we start like investing in these places like like Inglewood, then the crime rate rate would go down if you start putting jobs and opportunities in these places. Because yeah. like all there is is liquor stores on every corner, like mm-hmm. or um, and it's like if you invest money into these places then it wouldn't be like how it is right now yeah but it seems like the only change that like in order to have the change white people got to move in and i don't Mm -hmm. know i don't like that yeah right well i think we've had a beautiful conversation i agree (laughs) you guys are so awesome um a conversation that hopefully will spark other conversations within all households of all races, within school equity groups, um, administrators, teachers, um, just all across the board. Um, I'm so grateful that we got two amazing, phenomenal, educated, (laughs) smart (laughs) um, ladies on the podcast to just kind of bring (laughs) shed light on the whole situation yeah mm-hmm. so, well thank you ladies mm-hmm. for for expressing yourselves and um just showing how amazing you guys truly are and we're grateful to have you in our school community as role models to other students yeah that too thank you for having us well you guys enjoy the rest of your day and we will well, I was I was gonna say see you at school, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, see, see you on Zoom, right? See you at our next <laughs> meeting, right? All right, oh. guys. Bye. Have a good day. Right. Adios. Thank you for listening to Young Voices of Unity podcast. We hope you enjoy hearing empowering voices navigate through various topics. Now it's time to use yours. Speak up and make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Talk to you later.